Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 134 Come, bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, who stand by night in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands to the holy place and bless the Lord. May the Lord, maker of heaven and earth, bless you from Zion. Genesis 18, chapter 1 through 14. The Lord appeared to Abraham by the oaks of Mamre, as he sat at the entrance of his tent in the heat of the day. He looked up and saw three men standing near him. When he saw them, he ran from the tent entrance to meet them and bowed down to the ground. He said, My Lord, if I find favor with you, do not pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought, and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. Let me bring a little bread that you may refresh yourselves, and after that you may pass on, since you have come to your servant. So they said, Do as you have said. And Abraham hastened into the tent to Sarah and said, Make ready quickly three measures of choice flour, knead it and make cakes. Abraham ran to the herd and took a calf, tender and good, and gave it to the servant, who hastened to prepare it. Then he took curds and milk and the calf that he had prepared and set it before them, and stood by them under the tree while they ate. They said to him, Where is your wife Sarah? And he said, There in the tent. Then one said, I will surely return to you in due season, and your wife Sarah shall have a son. And Sarah was listening at the tent entrance behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in age. It had ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. So Sarah laughed at herself, saying, After I have grown old, and my husband is old, shall I have pleasure? The Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Shall I indeed bear children now that I am old? Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? At the set time I'll return to you in due season, and Sarah shall have a son. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 23 through 25. You have been born anew, not perishable, but of imperishable seed, through the living and enduring word of God. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers, and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord endures forever. That word is the good news that was announced to you. Good morning and welcome to the third Monday of Easter time. This is Brother Logan Isaac, broadcasting from the Appalachian Abbey in Knoxville, Maryland. This morning's greetings are very short. I was kind of surprised. Psalm 134, all three of its verses, um, and then Genesis 18, and finally another very short one from 1 Peter 1. Um, the reading from Genesis is the bulkiest, and the, there's definitely some meat on the bones for that one. Um, and it's this story of Abraham and Sarah when they're visited by three uh, three men, 
and uh, these men are uh, presumed to be angels. Um, Christians have interpreted the three as the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. And, um, but within the context of the story itself, Abraham rushes out to meet them. And as is customary uh, for nomadic peoples, they feed them and they sit down with them to gather the news of the day to, to find out what they need and see if there's anything that maybe they might trade. Um, and Abraham gets a sense that there's, there's something special about these three. Um, and the, I, I try to be aware of the different interpretations for Christians and Jews. Um, but the, the, the pronouns are sometimes odd in this passage. Um, the, uh, the, the visitors sometimes speak as one, um, and the, <clears throat> they all seem to, um, yeah, there was a couple of times I'm trying to find them and now I'm not seeing them offhand, but either way, Abraham, um, seems to know that something's up, um, but he, he gives them, you know, choice, uh, meat, the, this young calf, and he makes them fresh bread, and, um, when they, when they sit down to eat, the visitors, yeah, they sit, so it said, they said to him, where's your wife, Sarah? Um, and then it said, then one said, I'll return in due season and your wife will have a son. Um, so it's not sure if they are talking in unison, like some kind of you know, cheesy movie, um, or if they're, you know, they're speaking as one and being seen as one. Anyway, uh, they basically say, hey, uh, y'all are going to have a child and they're, um, in their 80s, 90s, maybe older. Um, and Sarah thinks this is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> the words she, uh, in the NRSV that she chooses are, shall I have pleasure? And, I don't know, may, adults in the room might think of sexual pleasure. Um, but the, uh, within the wider context of the story, it seems as though the, the pleasure is to have children. Um, she's been barren her whole life. Abraham has conceived a son with Hagar, his their, their servant, uh, uh, Ishmael and, and Hagar. Um, and Sarah's a little sore about the fact that she hasn't been able to produce an heir for their family. And the maybe the hand servant has. Um, and so she thinks it's, it's funny. And the group asks... Um, why, why is Sarah laughing? Like, you think this isn't going to happen? And Sarah's hanging out by the tent entrance while Abraham is entertaining their guests. Um, and the, uh, the group, um, yeah, it says the Lord said to Abraham. So I'm not sure if that's one of the visitors or if it's something kind of, you know, that he's hearing separately. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, no, it continues on. The Lord said to Abraham, Why'd you laugh and say, blah, 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 blah? Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? I will return in due season. Sarah will have a son. The same thing that the the, the physical visitor had said. Um, so it's just kind of, it's weird that there's three of them, but there's really just kind of one, one voice, one purpose. 
Um, but the, uh, what's important, um, or what I think uh, the readings on Sunday uh, and for the rest of the week point to is the importance of coming together and breaking bread and sharing in what we have. Um, and it's noteworthy that when Abraham sees these visitors, he doesn't, you know, close up shop and lock his, his tent door or, um, you know, just casually pretend like he doesn't see them. He rushes out to them almost like the tale of the prodigal son. He goes out to them and gives them the best things he has to offer, even though he isn't necessarily very wealthy. Um, he's certainly doing just fine by contemporary standards. Um, but he gives them, you know, the the nicest things that he has to offer. And he, he, has, he hasn't met them before. Um, and we don't know really for sure that he had some sense that they were special before he started preparing all these things. Um, it, he just looked up and saw three men standing near him. Um, and he ran and started doing these things. Um, and the the gifts that he brings them are food. They break bread. They they have uh, they have a meal together, including uh, a choice calf. Um, and the uh, the calf described um, tender and good. I thought it was something else about fatling, like from um, Abel's sacrifice, but it doesn't. Um, and so they they sat under this tree and ate and they talked and this is when they break the news, this good news that Sarah will bear a son because Abraham's already been promised to have all these descendants and the irony is that he and his wife or some well they find out that his wife is barren um, and so this is good news for them uh, they've done all these things in in response to God's um, intervention and, and encouragement and nothing's come to show for it. And so finally these strangers um, visit him and they give him this news and it's it isn't until they've broken bread um, and they've um, they've shared in you know some measure of communion that this news is finally broken. Um, and it's it's um, it's indicative of the uh, both the instinct and the attitude, or the, the the disposition that Christians are called to have of radical hospitality to strangers, um, to treat others as you would yourself, and to see in strangers the uh, the activity of God, and the not just that God might be acting through them, but that they themselves have the human dignity uh, that God has given all God's creatures. Um, and just so happened that Abraham's visitors had um, some special qualities. Um, maybe they're angels, maybe they were, in fact, the Trinity uh, personified. Um, but uh, it didn't, the, the, the thing that they came to do, this wonderful news they had to share, wasn't disclosed until they'd broken bread until they shared the cup and and uh, broken bread and and generally acted like human beings to one another um hospitable to one another um 
and that's uh, in the midst of a pandemic it's it's a difficult reminder because we can't do that as much as we'd like other than those in our household already we can't come together we can't welcome the strangers easily um and uh every everything about who I want to be um tells me that we should do this um and yet to do so is to be inhospitable because it can put them in danger um and so we we have to always keep in mind the context of uh what scripture has for us and uh, not only what scripture uh meant at the time but what scripture can tell us now um if abraham was sick he would have stayed in his tent um because it would not have been hospitable to and it would have been endangering to them uh to go out and greet them and possibly infect them um and so hospitality changes uh with context what it means to be a hospitable host and what it means to be a hospitable guest uh sometimes shift um right now to be hospitable we have a, a neighbor um a couple of girls who are neighbors and when they when we when our state first announced the lockdown order um we had to tell them you know we we can't we can't have you over until you know this virus clears out or or we get you know some some kind of assurances that we're not putting anybody in danger and of course we we could say that and i think we said some of that but um the other day we saw one of the girls and it was clear she was really uncomfortable um that she hadn't been able to play with our daughters um and that it was it hurt um to to be uh to to know that that's that that's the context within which we we live right now that the hospitable thing is to be aware of the whole needs of the other person um not just to satisfy a short-term desire for play uh or freedom or whatever the hell we want to call it um but to to keep in mind the whole person of our guest uh their health um and um sometimes that means appearing inhospitable um in order to protect um them and and their loved ones in a you know a more um comprehensive way and so it's it's tough um that but there will come a day when we can greet our str- greet our neighbors greet strangers um break bread with them uh when we can return to weekly worship um and we are not there yet but um there's a light at the end of the tunnel um and i hope that we can continue to to persevere until that day when we can sit down um and pass bread around the table like we used to prayer for the third week of easter tide from the book of common prayer oh god whose blessed son made himself known to his disciples in the breaking of bread open the eyes of our faith that we may behold him in all his redeeming work who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the holy spirit one god now and forever amen Thank you for falling into First Formation. 
where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in first formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with the recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.